Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, I talk to a guy who's going through a table against Mike Knox this Saturday at NWA 74, and that is our very own Bully Ray. We get into AEW Dynamite. From last night, and of course, the match that everybody's talking about. The three minutes that turned the pro wrestling world on its head. That's Punk and Moxley. We give our takes. Also, our very own Thunder Rosa, now out with injury. What's her future? We talk about it right here on Busted Open. And of course, we get into our good friend Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia, and Brian Danielson. And what it means for All Out in Chicago. Oh, by the way. We are going to be at All Out in Chicago at AEW Fan Fest. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. The most anticipated match, especially over the last week, between John Moxley and CM Punk for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Um, I received so many phone calls. I'm sure you did, too. Uh, after that match, I, I got to be honest with you, I wasn't completely focused on the rest of the show after uh, that match last night. There's a lot of layers to get into when we talk about Punk and Moxley and, of course, AEW Dynamite from last night. One thing I do want to start with, Bully, is uh, best wishes to Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa, our very own Thunder Rosa, host here on Fridays here on Busted Open and obviously good friend to the show, good friend to the nation. Uh, Thunder is injured. She had to uh, take some time off. How long that's going to be, we don't know yet. Only the doctors know. So uh, best wishes, Bully, uh, to Thunder Rosa. Always a tough time, especially when you're a champion, uh, to get injured, especially for uh, before a big pay-per-view like All Out, which is happening in a week and a half in Chicago. So best wishes to Thunder Rosa. And I'm sure that's something we're going to get into later on in the show, bully. Yep. Definitely. Uh, not quite sure of the extent of her injuries, whatever they are. Hope she gets better real soon. And back in the ring, I think she's been doing a uh, pretty damn good job as the AEW, uh, world champion. Yes. And we'll get into that women's world champion. Yes. Uh, and what we're going to start with is on the men's side with punk and Moxley. So, Bully, obviously we've been talking about this a lot. Talked about it with Tony Khan, who was on the show yesterday about this matchup. And we were curious about the fact that being on Dynamite and not being a part 
of the main event at All Out. As Tommy Dreamer has said on this show numerous times after Punk's injury, that whatever point those two are going to get in the ring, it was going to be the golden ticket for AEW because I think that would be the most anticipated match. I brought it up with Tony Khan on the show yesterday. I asked him if he thought it was the biggest match in AEW history. That's a question, Bully, that we've been talking about a lot here on Busted Open. We are very surprised we were getting it on Dynamite, not at all out, but we're also pretty grateful to get it on free TV. And what we got to start Hour 2 on Dynamite was a three-minute, one-second match where John Moxley is now your undisputed AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Three minutes and one second. Yep. When, when if somebody were to tell you, Dave, Mox versus Punk is going to be three minutes and one second. What would been the one word that comes to mind to describe that match? What type of match would you have expected to see in three minutes and one second? As kids, what type of matches did we see in three minutes and one second? I believe they call that a squash. Oh, a <laughs> squash. Yes. A match that was originally supposed to be on pay-per-view one of AEW's biggest pay-per-views, if not their biggest pay-per-view, all out, then gets moved to Dynamite, a three-minute and one-second squash. Last night, I, I, I put up a poll, and I asked people if they were satisfied with the match. I was very, I was very careful about the wording. I didn't want to say, did you like the match? Uh, were you happy that Mox won? Because I think satisfied encompasses everything. Were you satisfied with the match? Three minutes and one second. I'm not surprised that 69% of the people that voted were not satisfied with the match. Were you satisfied with the match? No. And, uh, you know, I would think that that percentage that voted on the poll we're probably hardcore John Moxley fans that love John Moxley and are glad that he's your undisputed AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Obviously, last night they were in Ohio, the home state of John Moxley. CM Punk didn't exactly get a hero's welcome uh, last night on Dynamite. That was definitely a pro Moxley crowd, which again, at all out in a week and a half, which Busted Open will be at, Bully, that is going to be in Chicago, which you would probably anticipate to be, be a very pro CM Punk crowd. So it's interesting that I would think after that three minutes and one second last night, Bully, it's probably going to be a while, if at all, the next time we see CM Punk in an AEW ring. There have been people out there who have suggested that we're going to get a rematch at All Out, which would be, what, in about 10 days, correct? Yes, yes. Okay, do you think after the finish we saw last night that a rematch is justified? No. What if Punk just turns around and um, uh, uses his rematch clause? I don't even know if that exists. All right. Yeah, it does. Because, again, we talked about it when it comes to Hangman Page. He gets his rematch. Um, but after what we saw in that three minutes, because that was a squash. I mean, other than I think maybe one series of moves, Punk didn't get any offense in that match at all. Also, like if he is legitimately injured, like if it, I don't know if it's legit or 
storyline-wise, why would you be able to get him back in the ring in 10 days? I mean, if he wasn't able to perform in the match last night, what makes you think he's going to be able to perform in the match in 10 days? So it's, to me, at All Out, you're either getting Moxley against Phil in the blank, or you're not having that AEW World Heavyweight Championship defended at All Out. So they have one Wednesday, which would be next Wednesday, to build somebody to challenge Moxley, correct? Yes. Can they do it? And would you want to see it? And who would it be? I mean, the only one, I mean, again, you know, Hangman Page does deserve um, a rematch, though we haven't seen Hangman Page. And, And after what we heard from CM Punk last week, I think most people, would, if they're going to see Hangman Page, want to see him in the ring with CM Punk. Um, man, I don't really know what you can do. I mean, is there is there alternatives? I'm sure there is. I just don't know what that would be right now. I mean, so um, hypothetical situation. Let's just pull this one out of thin air. We get... Moxley in the middle of a ring next Wednesday at Dynamite saying that I definitively beat CM Punk. I beat him in three seconds. I'm not the interim world champion anymore. I am the AEW world heavyweight champion. The strap is where it's supposed to be. I'm the man, yada, yada. But I'm a man who has no uh, match for um, uh, all out. I don't know who the number one contender is but I'm willing to fight anybody and boom, MJF shows up. That Are you interested me. in that? Yes. Yes, I am. If we okay. get the return of MJF, MJF versus Moxley in the main event at all out. Yes. That excites right, but, me. But then I'm, what do you do? What's the finish? I don't, that I don't know. I mean, you're just bringing it up to me now as a scenario. Um, that first of all, I, I think bully, I think not just you and I, but I think, anybody who watches AEW Dynamite or listens to this show would be excited about the return of MJF. And it and it actually fits in storyline-wise with MJF because what was MJF's beef? The fact that all these WWE superstars or former WWE superstars are coming into AEW, getting big money contracts. I'm a pillar of this company and I've been overlooked. That's a very interesting story. And that's something that excites me. Is it going to happen? I have no idea. A lot of people thought that we were going to get MJF last night. That didn't happen. You do have a week in order to do it. And you know what? You wouldn't have to have any kind of follow-up to that. MJF bully would probably be the one guy that could show up a few days before the pay-per-view and you're excited about a match with him and John Moxley. Outside I think that of- would get... Oh, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. I think that would get people interested, excited. I think people would pay to see that without a doubt. Um, Let's try not to go down the roads of hypotheticals, even though I'm the one who took you down that road. Let's try (laughs) to stick to what happened last night. So I know there's, there's a bunch of different ways to look at last night's match, last night's finish. Lots of opinions out there on social media, but people are tuning in to Busted Open uh, this morning to hear my opinion, to hear your opinion on what went down. So fire away. What do you want to know? What made sense or didn't make sense to you? How do you want to look at this finish first? Well, I, I want to first ask you, Bully, and there's, there is a lot of conspiracy theories. There's a lot of people talking, myself included. I'll just talk about in my own head. 
Bully, when that match was over, you know, I'm thinking, all right, we know what he said about Hangman Page last week. You know, is this maybe um, a little bit of a disciplinary action for going out on his own, saying something about another babyface wrestler who is not in the arena, him calling him out? You know, that crossed my mind. Another thing that crossed my mind is maybe he wasn't 100%. You know, maybe he shouldn't have been back to the ring. Maybe he wasn't able to have a match that was pay-per-view worthy at All Out, so they put it on TV to set up another match for All Out. That's another thing that came to my mind. Another thing that came to my mind is that maybe CM Punk is disgruntled. We've seen CM Punk disgruntled before. Maybe he wants out, and this is a way for him to take time off. I mean, he had time off before, you know, during the injury, but maybe he's not happy for whatever reason. Those are the things that were kind of swirling in my head. Because, Bully, to hype up a match, you know, here I am going into last night saying I thought it was the biggest match in AEW history, and it's three minutes and one seconds. It's either that you want to put John Moxley on a pedestal and push him to the moon as this is your guy, or there's something going on with CM Punk that we don't know about. It's got to be one of those two scenarios, correct? Those are logical hypotheses, if you ask me, educated guess, guesses. Last night, the way the finish went down was very reminiscent to me of back in the day when you were leaving the territory. You just kind of laid there and got beat definitively because you weren't going to be seen for a while, whether you were leaving the territory on your way out or whether you had the injury and that you weren't going to be back for a while. People are talking about, you know, punk and the leg and which leg that he sold and he didn't sell the correct leg. Let's, let's get something out of the way really, really quick. Whether, Punk's injury is a work or a shoot, and I believe that Punk's injury is 100% legitimate. Punk went to throw a roundhouse kick and put all of his weight on the bad ankle. Thus, his ankle collapsed underneath his weight, and he was selling the correct foot because the ankle that has to support the weight is going to take much more of a brunt than the ankle that's kicking um, uh, John Moxley, especially considering the size of CM Punk's shin pads. He has protection down there. <clears throat> so he goes down and he immediately starts selling his leg. Now, here's where things get a little wonky to me. He doesn't go back to selling his leg until 10 seconds after the finish. Now, people, you can go back and watch this. And I'm going to paraphrase the moves. I might have the moves a little backwards. But he goes down from the kick, selling the ankle, selling the ankle. Then I believe Moxley hits a clothesline on him. He never goes back to selling the ankle. Then Moxley hits a double underhook suplex. And listen, folks, I don't care what you call the move. Knight Rider, Death Rider, uh, David Hasselhoff. I don't care what you call the name of the finish. It's a double underhook suplex. I know people are like, 
Oh, but that's his finish in Japan. Great. It's a double underhook suplex that Gorgeous George was using uh, in the 1930s or whenever Gorgeous George wrestled. Um, hits the first double underhook suplex. No selling of the ankle. Hits the second double underhook suplex. No, gets the one, two, three. No selling of the ankle until 10 seconds after the finish. What Here's the two things that interested me. Why the no selling of the ankle? And why do a finish that didn't revolve around the ankle? Now, I'm not saying what they did was technically wrong. But why didn't Moxley use his normal DDT finish? If you're going to beat somebody with a finish, why not beat them with your finish? You see, the way I would have went with this one, and Dave, we've seen this back in the day. And I think this would have kept Punk just a tiny bit stronger in the fans' eyes. Let's just say that Mox goes after the bad ankle, hits one of those Ric Flair-esque ankle busters on the knee, puts him in the figure four, because that would make sense as far as going after the, the injury. Uh-huh. Punk passes out in the figure four. The referee counts one, two, three. It's it's interesting. And first of all, I like that scenario. But just to get the 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 order straight after that clothesline, because he does hit him with the clothesline. Because I'm watching it back right now. Hits Punk with the clothesline. Then he goes down on Punk, starts hitting him with the forearms to the head. Then Moxley does go after the ankle. You're he right. starts he starts twisting the ankle. He does it for just about five seconds. Then he drops the leg, underhook, suplex, underhook, suplex, one, two, three. Is it possible, Bully, that when when Moxley went after that ankle, it's a legit injury, he goes after that ankle, Punk's like, or the referee's like, no, he's hurt. He drops the leg, underhook, suplex, because it, it wasn't the paradigm shift. It wasn't the underhook DDT, which is what Moxley usually uses as the finish. It was under it was underhook suplex, underhook suplex, one, two, three. I would say no, there's no chance of that because if you watch them, that camera shot, the handheld camera on the floor is picking up Punk's face, is picking up Moxley, is picking up the referee. There's no communication going on. You never see Punk turn around or cover up and go, get off my ankle. You never see the referee whisper into Mox's ear, his ankle screwed up. So no, none of that happened. But once I see Mox go for that ankle, I'm saying to myself, why get away from the ankle? That's the story. The story is, is Punk 100%? I even believe that I read an interview that Punk did with Justin Barrasso over at Sports Illustrated where Punk even questioned whether he was 100% or not. So to me, the story is, if, 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 I'm, if, if, if I'm the opponent for CM Punk, I'm going after his ankle. Now, I might not go after his ankle right away, but the minute I see he goes down, because I know his ankle can't withstand the brunt of his own move, I'm going, I, I want to go after the hurt, the, the hurt, you know, thing. You know, Rocky going to the body. You know, the body kid, the body. 
That was a pretty good Mickey, right? Not bad. <laughs> Not, Not bad. bad. Not my finest moment, but um, so so I, I'm going after the injured part of the body, and I would like to have seen the finish revolve around that especially because I'm sure that there are some fans out there who are not familiar with John Moxley's Knight Rider, Death Rider, Japanese-style finish that he hit twice. I would have liked to have seen him just hit one paradigm shift once if he was going to hit a finish. If that's your finish, if that's what the American fan base is familiar with, hit your freaking paradigm shift one, two, three, even though I would have loved to have seen the finish revolve around the ankle. Now, mind you, there's nothing wrong with what they did. They got the job done. They thought that that was in the best interest of the match or the people would be into it. Listen, we got two types of reactions last night. We got the shock and awe of, oh my God, I don't believe it. And if they were, if they were going for shock and awe last night, well done. Bravo. Because you got a lot of people to shock. And then you got the people that are there that were just, you know, popping like crazy. And you also had the, the people there, the, the, the punk fans, who once again find themselves in the unique position of being let down by their hero. Well, I mean, I think that this is kind of like a heavyweight bout. If you're, if you're a big fan of one of the fighters and he knocks out his opponent in the first round, you're ecstatic. But if you're a boxing fan that's just putting down the money to watch a fight and there's a knockout in the first round, you're like, shit! I just I just paid sixty bucks, and you know the match the, the match is over in two minutes. So I think I think that type of finish, that type of match, like the one that we watched last night, is going to get that type of reaction. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchick's Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchick's Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Thunder Rosa. Injury. She's got to give up that AEW championship for now. There's going to be an interim AEW champion. That's what we're going to find out at All Out. Um, Listen, I love Thunder Rosa. She's a part of this show. It's unfortunate. When you're champion, Bully, it's never a good time to get injured, especially just before a major pay-per-view like we're going to see in 10 days. But uh, obviously, we wish Thunder Rosa well. 
Uh, we're still waiting for word. Um, she won't be on the show tomorrow, unfortunately, because of this injury. Hopefully, we'll have her back next week. I don't know the timetable of this injury of when she's going to be back in the ring. Obviously, we know she's not going to be able to perform at all out, Bully, but never a good time to be injured when you're a world champion. It's never a good time to be injured, period. Um, yeah, all of that stuff that you just said about Thunder Rosa, whatever injury she has uh, sustained, hope she gets well soon and is back in a ring, as I would wish any other of the boys um, who got injured. Last night, we see Thunder Rosa in the back with Tony Schiavone. Thunder Rosa is an uber baby face who has taken the AEW fan base and definitely got them on her side. She has earned her baby face love from that those AEW fans. If that was up to me last night, if I had the pencil, that promo from Thunder Rosa, which only took about a minute, minute and a half maybe, should have been done in the middle of the ring. I understand why they didn't. It was probably a time-constrained thing. But don't tell me you couldn't have shaved some time from other things last night. You only gave your main event about six minutes total with entrances and aftermath. You could have taken some time from someplace else to do Thunder Rosa in the middle of the ring. Now, let's say you couldn't do it. Let's say you were so pressed for time because you were trying to fit so much stuff into every second, every minute, every quarter hour of every hour then you could have come up out of a break with Thunder already in the ring with Shivani. You don't have to give us Thunder's entrance. Come up with Thunder in the ring. Do the promo in the ring. Get that real emotion that comes across. Because even when Thunder was in the back and said that she had to relinquish the championship and she couldn't compete. You heard the people in the arena like, oh, they were very disappointed. I would have loved to have seen that disappointment or heard that disappointment right in front of me in the middle of the ring. And I'm telling you what, when she relinquished that championship last night, Thunder Rosa would have gotten a standing ovation from that crowd. Bully. And that would have done her wonders. Yeah. No, bully. When we were when Andre played us the audio from last night, I actually punched my chair because when, like you just said, when she made the announcement that she was going to relinquish the championship, you heard the gasps from the crowd, and then at the end, you heard the applause for Thunder Rosa. So right away, when I was watching that last night, bully, I was like, "Damn it! They should have done that in the middle of the ring." Like, again, like the two things that we are talking about today, the AEW World Heavyweight Championship and the AEW Women's Championship. You know, titles do mean something. So give those two titles time. They deserve it. And so do the champions. I would have dedicated that first segment of that second hour completely on that Moxley Punk match. Even when that match was over, because obviously it only took three minutes, I would have gotten a reaction. Bully, your idea was perfect. Have Mark Henry interviewing talent in the back about what they had just seen and the shock and awe of what they had just seen. How long did it take to give... How long did Thunder Rose's segment take last night? A minute? Let's just say a minute. Tops. How many segments are were in the entire show last night? A dozen. Let's just yes. call it a dozen segments. Shave thirty seconds off of every segment, except for Mox and Punk. 
30 seconds. So let's say you had 10 segments in which you shave 30 seconds off of each. What does that give you? One minute, two minute, three minute, four minutes. Gives you five minutes. You didn't even need five minutes for Thunder Rosa. You didn't even need to give Thunder Rosa an entrance, like I said, come up in the ring with Shivani and Thunder Rosa. Let her cut the promo. I have to go. Those people would have given her a standing ovation. She would have started to shoot cry. That's what you want. So last night, I look at that as a missed opportunity, unless for some reason, the extent of Thunder Rosa's injury, she could not get actually physically get into a wrestling ring. If that's the reason, then I get it. But I see her standing there in the back with Shivani. I know she, uh, I, she doesn't, where were they last night? Cleveland? Yes. Cincinnati? Cleveland. Okay, she doesn't live in Cleveland. So somehow she got from Texas to Cleveland, meaning she drove in a car or she was on an airplane. So she was good enough to walk. I would have done that in the ring. Now, listen, we could be wrong. Maybe there's there's other reasons why. I don't know when they taped that segment, but I would have done it live. And if she if if by chance because of injuries you couldn't get into the ring, do it at the top of the entrance ramp. You know, but do it in front of that live crowd. And and again, I hate to compare companies, but you know damn well, boy, if that was WWE, they would have given that a segment. They would have had that they would have had that champion come out relinquish that championship in front of the live crowd and they would have gotten that reaction from the crowd. That was a missed opportunity because I'm going to tell you why. Everything you said is 100% true. You got the reaction you wanted and she wasn't even out in the ring. Doing it in the back, you got the reaction that you wanted. So imagine if she was in front of that crowd. I agree with you, Bully. She would have legit cried. And that crowd would have given her a standing ovation. And you want to know something? While Thunder's out, and as her return approaches, you would have been able to relive that moment time and time again. You could have replayed that. As it got closer, you would have been able to replay that moment of her in front of that crowd getting a standing ovation with tears coming down her eyes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Side note, I'm not a fan of interim champions. If you're the champion and you can't defend your belt within 30 days, you relinquish your championship. There's no reason for the champion to hold on to an actual physical belt and then give somebody else a consolation prize belt while they're the interim champion. To me, it does nothing. I think you had to do it in that scenario, though, Bully, because you just Mox and Punk? Because of Mox and Punk. No, I don't I don't agree, but but that's that's totally fine. Like if if I want to see punk or whoever is the champion who gets injured and can't defend, surrender the championship. Actually surrender it. And then whoever wins it, they carry it. With the with the caveat of whoever the champion was who surrendered it gets the first shot at the championship when they're ready to return. Now I listen, bully, I completely agree. The hundred percent. But you can't like let Punk and Moxley have an interim AEW championship, and then while you're having a match between the interim AEW champion and the current champion just before that segment, and then not have the same thing happen with the women's championship. No, I no, no. I agree. Why, yeah. I'm just I, I would have never set that precedent. Like, how much do you think it costs to make the AEW World Heavyweight Championship? How much do you think that belt cost? 
I have no idea. Let's just call it 10 G's, right? Okay. Was Mox, did, did the belt that they made for Mox cost 10 G's also, or was it a replica? I don't Yeah. My, my point is, it's almost, it, it, it takes the, the, it has the aura or the form of, uh, uh, like I said, uh, uh, a participation trophy. Thanks for coming. Not a, that participation trophy is wrong. That's not right. It, it's just, it becomes very secondary to me. I would have liked to have seen Mox hold the actual world heavyweight championship. And then, because moving forward, we're not going to see him holding both belts. It's not like the WWE world heavyweight championship and the big gold belt together where it's two different belts. So to me, it just should, should be one belt. But that's I my agree. own personal opinion. I agree. And listen, they they are they're doing it that way. I, I'm agreement with you. You should have to relinquish that belt, and then you're going to have an opportunity once you're healthy and come back to try to capture that championship again. Um, I think right now with Thunder Rosa, and obviously we wish her well. We want her back, and I want her back on the air on Fridays for sure with us here on Busted Open Bully. Um, and then we'll find out what's going to happen in Chicago because it's supposed to be both me, Thunder, and Mark out in Chicago for our uh, show on Saturday uh, at AEW Fan Fest before All Out. Um, and we wish her well. But, you know, when she comes back, I, I really think she'll be bigger than ever. Usually when you do come back from injury, Bully, that crowd is happy to see you. I just, I think it was a missed opportunity last night because I think if they were able to do it, listen, when she cut that promo last night, Bully, that's it. It's over. Like, you can't go back to that promo last night because it's not a moment. It's just her, unfortunately, have to have to, to relinquish that title for the time being. But if you were able to do it in front of the crowd, and then, you know, pan to some of the faces in the crowd, first of shock when she first makes the announcement, and then of sorrow when she's in tears, then the fans are going to be in tears. God, that That's going to be a moment... Like, let's just say she's out for, and I don't know how long she's going to be out for, but let's just say she's out for four months. You could go back to that footage again and again in the buildup to when she's finally healthy, able to come back and wrestle. This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. There's very few wrestlers that could command a crowd the way Chris Jericho does. 
You want an example of it? Watch the opening segment of Dynamite last night. The way that he had by saying sports entertainer and saying to Garcia, you're a sports entertainer, say it. You're a sports, and then just having that entire arena chanting, you're a pro wrestler. I mean, it was absolutely fantastic. Bully, this again shows the experience of Chris Jericho and how he can pull you in. He was able to do that last night. Well, Jericho is a master at what he does. He's a master. Listen, he's a front man of a rock and roll band. He's been on the top of his game in the world of pro wrestling forever. He knows how to command an audience. Listen, we went to go see Fozzie perform at the at the Stone Pony a couple of months ago. You see how Jericho commands a crowd there. We all know what he can do with an arena full of people. Well, that's 10,000, 20,000. He gets himself over. He gets everybody else that's in the ring over. He's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. Chris can do this with his eyes closed. He, he understands the simplicity of it all. It doesn't take much to get people to love you or to hate you. You just have to know what to say. And most of the times, it's not real intricate. It's pretty damn simple. And what and, and Jericho is just driving home. No, you're a sports entertainer. Of course, people are going to hate him because AEW is a pro wrestling company. And, and Chris Jericho is trying to force sports entertainer down everybody's throat, including Daniel Garcia. Of course, they're going to hate him. And kudos to Daniel Garcia as well. A few weeks ago, I hated Daniel Garcia. The way he can it's, it's amazing bully when a wrestler changes character and just by their demeanor, you look at them in a completely different way. The, the, the way that Daniel Garcia a few weeks ago was like an egomaniac willing to do whatever Chris Jericho said and now is becoming like a sympathetic baby face where he's being so sincere to the audience when he talks about Brian Danielson. Got to give a lot of credit to Daniel Garcia. Without a doubt, young guy in the business who's maximizing his opportunities on the mat and on the microphone. Loved it when he was like, well, you know, you're my hero and you're my mentor. And I loved Garcia's reaction after he shoved Jericho. Jericho's look on his face of just Jericho was, uh, you know, uh, he was he was floored. By the yep. fact that Daniel Garcia would shove him to the ground. But Garcia seemed even more floored that he had it in him to do that to Jericho. I love the reaction on Garcia's face last night. And you know what? Great job again by one of the best in Brian Anderson. He was able to instigate, get himself inserted in the match that everybody wants to see. And that's Chris Jericho and Brian Danielson. Listen, uh, we don't have an AEW World Heavyweight Championship match set right now. Uh, for All Out. I'm sure we will coming off of next Wednesday show, though I thought we were going to coming off the heels of what we saw last night. But right now, if I had to pick a main event, that main event would be Jericho and Brian Danson. That is a great matchup at All Out. Is that uh, is that a lesser of the evil's decision right now? Jericho and Brian Danielson? As your main event? I don't think, listen, if we don't get that World Heavyweight Championship match, I would think that probably will be your main event. Though I think we are going to get a World Heavyweight Championship match. Punk and Moxley? I'm thinking Punk and Moxley. We shall see. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports 
Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.